Life can burden us so that all you want to do is just mind your own business. You can become so jaded that all you want to do is be left alone. I don't want whatever you're selling. I don't want it, whatever you're promising. I, all I want to do is be left alone. You can be hurt so much by life, so devastated by circumstances, so demoralized by defeat that all you want to do is be left alone. Don't tell me that I'm pretty. Don't tell me that I dropped something. Don't tell me that my car lights are still on. Just leave me alone. She comes to the well not because she wants to. She, she's not coming at this well because this is her party spot. She's not coming to the well because her friends come to this well. But she's coming to the well because she has to come to the well. My God. She believes that there's something at the well that she must have. Anyone who's ever run Marathon knows that if you don't have water, you will die. My God. That's right. Here at the well, she has a life-changing, life-affirming encounter with Jesus. At this well, she has a life-changing, life-affirming encounter with Jesus. When she wants to be left alone, she has a life-changing, life-affirming encounter with Jesus. Can I tear it said as we pause to proclaim that this woman has a life-changing, life-affirming encounter with Jesus, and she's not in the church. Ma, ma, ma. She has a life-changing, life-affirming encounter with Jesus, and she doesn't know the Apostles' Creed. Mm. She has a life-changing, life-affirming encounter with Jesus, and she don't know which hand to take communion with. Could it be possible? That is, for as much as he wants to institutionalize, sanitize, and lobotomize Jesus, all he really wants to do is be made known. My God. And he don't care where it is that he finds you or you find him. Go ahead, Go ahead, Could it be true that for as much as we want to standardize, theorize, and commoditize the gospel, all Jesus really wants to do is be made known, and he could care less where it occurs. It could happen at your house. He just wants to be made known. It could happen on your job. He just wants to be made known. It could happen in the car. He just wants to be made known. It could happen at the mall. He just wants to be made known. There have been times that I've had moments of worship. No choirs were around. Go ahead. Times that God has spoken to me. Go ahead. All I could do was close the door of my office. Been times that God has communicated with me. All I can do is just stop what I was doing, pull to the side of the road, and just let Him have His way. I've experienced God in, in such a way outside the doors of the church. Please understand, I love coming to church. I love having me some church too. I want you to know that we still serve a limitless God, and this might be his house, but he takes trips around the corner. If you make Jesus known, you don't have to worry about getting people together, cleaning people up. You can just trust that Jesus can handle it. If you make Jesus known, you won't have to worry about finding a category to put people in, whether they're rich or poor. 
east end or west end, north side or south side. God just calls them my child. If you make Jesus known, you can stop creating enemies, stop incubating haters, and stop scandalous behavior because God will cover you with his irresistible love and you won't have room in your heart to hate nobody. If you make Jesus known, he says, I'll draw all men unto me. Part of this text and about 15 minutes of the way that you can preach from uh, it really goes from 1 all the way to 29, but I, I would like to invite you into how this text really became alive for me. Uh, I, I would like to give you uh, a bird's eye view, maybe just a peephole look at how this text in particular became alive for me. Uh, don't laugh at me. Uh, if you do, uh, don't laugh at me too hard. Laugh with me. Uh, I was looking for a gym. Uh, I and I didn't feel like making a commitment to a gym before I tried out to see if they met my needs. Now, I'm like some of you all, uh, my income is fixed. I know when I'm gonna get, I know when I'm gonna get it, I'm gonna get no more. Uh, so I don't have time or, or, or place and expendable resources in, into infinitude uh, to, to pay a gym uh, four or five hundred dollars more. I just don't. It's not coming to buddy pass. So I got needs. I got financial needs. I got physical needs. I got psychological needs. Uh, and before I give you my hard-earned money, I'm gonna need to know that you can meet my needs. Okay. So I, I'm shopping for a gym. Uh, the first gym I go to uh, had no enrollment fee, so it met my financial needs. <laughs> Low monthly payment, so it met the budgetary needs. Uh, it was spacious. It looked good on the outside. There was plenty of available equipment. I said, this gym might be the gym for me. Uh, I like this gym. It has the right price, right location, right reputation. Uh, but I started noticing something. As I kept going to the gym, I noticed every time I went to the gym, it was always free. Uh, uh, it was always a free treadmill, always a free workout bench, uh, always a free stair stepper, always free dumbbells. Uh, they had classes with nobody in the classes but the teacher, like one other person. I, I'm wondering, uh, may, maybe they ain't cleaned up real well. And we, we don't, you know, germs. These germs are cleaning, so we out for this week. Uh, but I kept going, and I noticed that it was always free. Uh, so one day I got thirsty because I'm actually going to try to work out. Uh, I noticed uh, there was a line by the snack bar. A line, line by the snack bar. Uh, above the snack bar, it says, uh, snacks 50% off for all members. The, the snacks were 50% off for all members. I'm trying to lose weight. <laughs> and here in the last place where we should be thinking about eating, they got a sale on food. <laughs> now, please understand, I don't have a problem with eating. Never have. Uh, since I was a baby, if you give me food, I'm going to eat it. Uh, I, I don't have a problem with missing meals. I have never had a strained relationship with sustenance. I, I eat all varietals of chicken. I consume all of that. I don't have a problem with eating. I have a problem with weight. So I come to the gym uh, to, uh, to solve my stop eating problem, not my eating problem. Uh, but instead of giving me what I needed, they created this vicious cycle that keeps you addicted to consumption. See, there's a cycle at work in the world that justifies failure. 
that glorifies isolation and that stigmatizes the victim. And too often in life, we will settle for what we can get rather than pursue what we need. Too often in life, we are the conspirators in our own victimization because we sell ourselves short rather than pursue what we really need. But Jesus reaches into that vicious cycle and he breaks the chain. Not only does he break the chain, but he reaches us where we are. He finds this woman at the well and he reaches her where she is. But he doesn't just reach her where she is, but he pulls her up. And that's where we have fallen short in our evangelism because we reach down to people, but we don't pull them up. We don't pull up the abused. Reach down and pull up the heartbroken. Reach down and pull up the sorrowful. Reach down and pull up the indigent. Reach down and pull up the addict. Reach down and pull up the depressed. Reach down and pull up the lonely. Reach down and pull up the unemployed. Reach down and pull up the marginalized. And if he has to reach way down, Jesus will pick you up. Go to the second gym. Uh, I go to the second gym. Second gym was in Atlantic Station. Awesome gym. Big time. I mean, everything you could ever want. Everybody in the gym looks good. I'm talking about ain't an ugly person in that thing. Everybody got muscles and all that kind of thing. I'm like, yes. What's about to happen is y'all ain't about to know about me. I'm going to be cut. Yes, in the gym in Atlantic Station. Uh, I'm in the gym. Everybody's in shape. They got all the work right workout gear. They got the Lululemon yoga pants, Nike cross trainers, Under Armour shirts. All the gym equipment was in use. Everybody's working out. Everybody's working out. Uh, everybody knows the correct form. Everybody's wearing heart monitors. Everybody has pedometers. They are monitoring their thermogenic caloric expenditure. Everybody gets stretched before they started the exercise. I say, this has got to be the place for me. This has got to be the place for me. Uh, so I come in, I got my t-shirt on, my Hanes jogging pants, and my New Balance shoes that I had since I was an undergrad. That's been like maybe 10, maybe 10 years. Uh, the heel of the shoe leans just a little bit. Don't judge my heel. I walk out of these shoes. I'm trying to press you. Uh, the, the heel is bent just a little bit. Uh, I figure, well, uh, I can go to the gym uh, in this kind of attire because I'm going to get dirty anyway, right? Uh, uh, I'm not trying to wear my suit up in the gym because I'm trying to protect my suit. Uh, so I can wear my, my Hanes jogging pants, my T-shirt, and my old sneakers. So uh, they got the Lululemon and the cross trainers on. I got the Hanes jogging pants and the T-shirt on. It has a hole in it, but who cares? Uh, I get on the machine and I said, I'm about to get this uh, exercise in. Okay. Uh, I, I, I keep trying to get the machine to turn on. <laughs> the machine won't turn on. Now, it, it don't make no sense for you to go to college a whole bunch of years and you keep trying to do the same crazy 
same, in the same way. So, so I'm, I, I go, I say, uh, the buddy is next to me on the treadmill. I said, uh, okay, uh, sir, can you help me turn this thing on? Uh, uh, buddy's still running. He's, he's still running. He's still, he's still running. So I'm like, hey, maybe, maybe he didn't hear me. So I do like this. Oh, can you help me turn this thing on? Uh, he, he actively is ignoring me. I say, well, man, listen, okay, I, I, you got headphones in your head. Maybe, maybe you can't hear me. So I go to the front of him and say, hey, I'm here. Can you help me turn this thing on? Here in my desperate pursuit to have machine turn on, he just keeps a Ignoring me, keeps paying me no attention. He he sees that I'm struggling, but he won't help me turn this thing on. How you just go watch me struggle and won't help me turn this thing on? Don't just stand there. Help me turn this thing on. Don't laugh at me. Just help me turn this. Help me turn this thing on. I've been through some hard times in my life. Help me turn this thing on. I've suffered some losses in my life. Help me turn this thing on. That's what we're really trying to say today. Don't just watch me beat my head against the wall. Don't, don't just watch me make mistake after mistake. Help me turn this this thing on. Help me turn my experience around. Help me turn my attitude around. Don't just stand there and judge me. Help me turn this thing on. Helping others turn it on requires us to leave comfort zone of social stratification. Helping others turn it on requires us to leave our cubby holes of race and class. Helping others turn it on requires that we get off of our machines of self-aggrandizement and self-absorption to exist in a space where I don't have to be the center of attention. I don't have to be the star of the show. I don't have to be the bell of the ball. Helping others turn it on means it's not always about you. Jesus tells the woman, if you offer me a drink of water, I will give you something more valuable than water. If you extend yourself just a little bit, I will ensure that you never thirst again. If you open yourself up just a bit, it'll be a blessing to you that you won't have room to receive. I'll make sure that your well never runs dry. If you share what you have, I'll not only give you a drink in return, but I'll take your thirst away. Is there anybody in here who wants God to take their thirst away? Take, take their desire to keep searching and keep seeking and keep find nobody, can't find nothing that can fill them, looking for desires and thirst to be filled in employment, and I can't just make enough money, I don't have a house that's big enough, I don't have a car that's luxurious enough, I'm seeking something to fill my thirst, and nothing quenches me. 
search for fulfillment away. You would say, give me water. I'll take thirst. And that's a good shame. Can't turn it on. I keep pushing the button. He won't help me. Eventually, he leaves. Uh, Because he think I'm crazy. And I probably probably was crazy just a little bit uh, in that moment. But I felt like till he did right by me, wasn't nothing he going to do. Going to prosper anyway. He might as well help me turn this thing on. It's not the right thing for me. Because nobody is going to help me turn my life on. First gym I went to, people were accommodating my failure. They were telling me that uh, it's okay. Everybody around here is like you. Uh, you. You can stay in what you're in because everybody around here is like you. Everybody's thirsty. Everybody's hungry. Everybody's an addict. Everybody's a backbiter. Everybody's a backslider. Please understand, I ain't judging nobody. All I'm trying to say is you don't have to be in the number of everybody. Second gym I went to, nobody is going to help me turn it around. I said, well, now I'm just going to go home because I can be ignored at the house and still have my money. My homeboy calls me up. He says, uh, Hey, Doc, um, I, I want you to try my personal trainer. I want you to try my personal trainer. Now, now please understand, uh, my dad was a very authoritarian type of individual, so uh, cer- certain ways of motivation just don't work for me. Uh, you, you keep screaming. This is why I didn't go to the military, because of this. Uh, yeah, all that yelling, extraness, not so much. Uh, I say, well, I don't want a personal trainer because I don't want to give somebody money to yell at me. Okay. Please understand, this is my fact. This is not, this is not your fact. <laughs> I don't want to pay you money to yell at me. Uh, to, the yelling don't yell fat away. Uh, <laughs> what I knew of personal trainers uh, is they're intense people who go around screaming, drop down and give me a 20. I tell my homeboy, no, that's all right. Uh, I don't want to pay for that. Uh, but he says, listen, if you try it and you don't like it, you don't have to pay for it. Mm-hmm. Now, you understand the needs that I got. Uh, it's a financial need because if I don't like it, I really ain't trying to pay for it. Uh, I said, all right, I'm, I'm going to try this if I don't like it. Matter of fact, not only am I not going to pay for it, you're going to buy me food <laughs> to help me recover from what I just went through. I, I go to the personal trainer's uh, a studio. The first thing I notice, he don't have any equipment in his studio. He has no equipment in his studio. The personal trainer has three kettlebells, he has two elastic bands, and one jump rope. That's all he has in his studio. Uh, So the first thing I'm wondering is, um, maybe this is not really a personal trainer studio. Uh, Maybe he gonna kidnap me. Uh, Maybe he gonna waterboard me. I don't know. I don't know what comes next. But this is not a gym because I've been to gyms before. I just came from two gyms. The thing that the gym had in common was they all had equipment. All right, all, all had equipment. Uh, uh, he's telling, he's telling me, he says, um, 
I'm glad you came today, but we ain't going to work out. I said, well, now, wait a minute. The second thing that I know that all of have in common is we work out. Okay, we're going to sweat doing something. Either, either you're going to try to waterboard me and kidnap me, uh, or, or, or I'm going to be running, but somehow or another, uh, we're we going to sweat. Uh, he says, no, 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 we, we're not going to sweat this morning. All we're going to do is talk. All we're going to do is talk. I said, uh, he says, um, because I can't help you if I don't know anything about you. And if I'm going to help you, I got to get to know you. All right. Uh, the man looking at me, I'm laughing at him. Uh, he says, uh, what, what's so funny? I said, well, I've been to two gyms before, uh, and, and I, I don't see the commonality of, of gyms in, in here. You, you don't have any equipment. Then he started laughing at me. He said, uh, most people go to gyms and are impressed by the equipment, and they never ask to see the people that the equipment produces. The purpose of you coming to the gym is not to see the equipment. The purpose of you coming to the gym is to see the change. My God, God help me. My God. The purpose of you coming to the gym is not to see the equipment. The purpose of you coming to the gym is to see the change. The test of our experience with Jesus is not how much we can get. The test of our experience with Jesus is not how good a job that you have. The test of your experience with Jesus is not how much money you can make. But the test of our relationship with Jesus is the change that we receive. Why was this woman able to come say, come see a man?